like 79 things. Well, here we are, another episode. Are you wanting me to talk now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what actors like to do? Speaking of talking, yeah. actors like to talk. <laughs> I love Danielle. We have her on this show. Oh, she was great. She's great. Really great. She's great. But she's a classic example of what we find with actors, hosts, performers, artists. Lots of ideas. No shortage of them. But sometimes too many ideas prevent us from actually moving forward on those ideas. So this is, some of you listening might relate to that and go, yes, I have all the ideas in the world, but the ideas, the quantity are preventing me from actually moving forward. Mm -hmm. So classic example, really kind of cool to see how she put life on hold to have a family and is now getting back into the game. Mm -hmm. Should we get to it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Here this it is. is our conversation with Danielle. I've just sort of broken out again to be doing stuff because basically I had two babies in the space of two years and they're now four and two and a half. And that, you might guess, took up a lot of my time and energy. And I actually at a certain point in that thought that I was never going to go back to pursuing some of the ideas I had before. But then suddenly, like, I just sort of dipped my toe back in. I started, like, my commercial agent was sending me out. I started um, auditioning again. And then I started booking a lot more. And I was like, oh, whoa, this is like a whole new, I have, I'm just like a whole new fully, well, not fully centered. Let's not get carried away. But I mean, I just have a different, I'm still the same Danielle, but I have a different, outlook and I feel a lot more confident and it's kind of like, oh man, it feels a lot, a lot better. So now I doing commercials, doing voiceovers. I have my home studio here and I've been saying for years that I wanted to start this little show called Everybody's Sister. And it's, it's a big part of it is just interviewing awesome women and the idea is that I'm everybody's sister and everybody our sisters to each other. And it's interesting that I think it's a 10-year-old idea of my brain and it seems all the more important for right now just to be talking about how we're all connected and for me to just have just like some awesome chats with some women and to, and to talk with women too. But then at the same time, I launched a skincare and makeup business through Beauty Counter just at the end of October and I've been kicking butt at it. And I really did it because I just wanted some extra money. And I did love the brand and the product. But then I did not realize that I was going to actually love it. Like I was kind of like, oh, why am I doing this? This is weird. And I absolutely love it. And I love the small wins of it. And so now that's got me so much more rolling and like excited because I randomly did like a Facebook live video. And I don't know if you remember, like before the hosting, before the acting, I started as an improvisational artist just doing improv shows. Then I was like, oh my gosh, like my comedy videos or my little comedic rants or my different little things, I'm going to always do it on Facebook Live because that's me improvising. And then I don't have to do the stuff that held me up before, like managers saying like, oh, you need to make it more like higher production value or, you know, do, I don't know. And I just, I hate uploading and editing. Like I'm good at it, but I don't want to do that. And I don't have time. I would rather just do it and it's done and whatever. So that was like a big thing that happened last week. And so that's where I am, which I know when I filled out your thing, it's like, oh, really? Do I have a brand? It's like 79 things. Yep. But then I also have this brand that's called Danielle's All Over the Place. 
which I think is brilliant. <laughs> and it's kind of like a travel show, but not necessarily because I can't really travel right now. But like, I'm all over the place because my personality is all over the place. The way I talk is all over the place. But then I also go all over the place. And I go here and I go there. I interview this person, but I can also do this right here. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I do. I do know I what you mean. about that one. Because I've had many years of Danielle's creative people that have 5 million <laughs> projects on the go. And it's kind of figuring out what's the focus. Kind of like if we had eight different blocks that we're trying to push through a tunnel that only fits about one or two maximum. We have to kind of decide, okay, yeah. what's the order? We'll push all the blocks through. But we have to figure out which one comes first. So we can do one and two and yeah. three really well. And once we reach a certain goal or a milestone with those then we allow ourselves to proceed. So here's what I'm going to ask you. Of all the things you've listed, mm -hmm. looking at the year ahead, now like obviously being a mom and having this kind of very exciting evolution of your life, turn your world upside down. Now you're getting back on track with your career and your professional goals. What's the most important thing for you to accomplish in 2018 if you had to narrow it down to one thing? I need to make a lot of money. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you're going for, but like I need to focus on the projects that are going to to do that at this point. To clarify too, I wasn't I'm not asking you to choose like one project. I would say choose one goal, but let's talk about this cuz you're in a unique position, but it's a position that a lot of people can relate to. You are a creative. You are an entertainer. You're a you're an artist. And you're in a, an intensely creative industry. You've had a great success in this. We'll, we'll touch on that mm -hmm. in a second because I want to just kind of qualify that. But I don't think you need to choose. Am I going to be a host or an actor, a performer? Or am I going to work in, in beauty or in, in sales? I actually think people that are in your position where work is not always secure, you may have tons of projects in one month and the next month may be quiet crickets, you know, yeah. I kind of like the idea of a balance between the two. And we'll talk about what that looks like specifically. One question for you, and then I'm going to start hogging the microphone. But if you look back at the last few years, and, I, and go back, go back a few years, what was the most rewarding project you did? And rewarding might be defined by the number on the check you received. It could also be defined by what fulfilled you. Tell me what was the most rewarding project? What comes to mind and why? The last commercial actually that I did that I booked and worked on was the most, actually, it was the most rewarding like film, the film project that I've done. And the reason why I've had wonderful times auditioning where I get to improvise and do a million things. And like the director is like, ah, ha, ha. And everyone's laughing. I think it's so funny. And then I got on set and then all I get to do is like, you know, hand a dog bone or whatever. This is like in the commercial world. But on this particular one, the director was so incredible. I got to make up a new thing on every single take. And I was having so much fun and I felt so in the zone. And everyone was looking at me like I was a star. But it was, you know, it was like, I'm sure it was like a little bit like I was. I mean, I was just real happy. So I felt that way. But like the sound guy, like, because the sound guy can hear everything you're saying. And he's hearing me like, I don't know, just be random in between. And I feel like he's looking at me like, wow. And I was like, yes. And but that doesn't happen for me all the time. A, I don't get booked on all the jobs all the time. But B, I don't get to do that all the time. And C, you know, 
sometimes you don't have a director who just like brings out of you or like allows you to be you so that you can be that way. It was so wonderful, but it's also heartbreaking that like that was one day. It was awesome. Love that director. Love that job. The job, what, what they ended up cutting was really funny. So, and it paid me a lot. So what can be done to ensure that you do book more of those types of jobs? Like, have you talked about anything with your manager? Are you mainly going after commercials? Walk us through what, what's been discussed so far. Well, that's kind of the, the it factor that I can't quite get my finger on. You know, like I, there's like a little dead period that, that we all have like around the holidays. So there wasn't anything. And then like you know, last week and this week, I started going on a bunch of auditions again. And I feel like I'm doing pretty good and we'll see. Like I, it's like, I I don't feel like, I don't feel like commercials actually can tell me and on it can give me an actual barometer of if I'm actually doing great work or not, because the way they're judging it is just so random and could be just, you know, that I just look like their ex-girlfriend or that for whatever reason, you know, because I've been on a veil, which means I'm in second or third place for like hundreds commercials probably and I've probably had not as good a ratio of being on a veil which means I've been second or third place on tons and tons of like you know millions of dollars probably and so in that way I think that's why like if certain people in my life are like why are you not going back to like you know film and tv um but it's like with the with the kid situation it's just so nice to be able to do one day jobs and not have tons of prep But then that's how I circled back around to just being like, I have this feeling like if I just at least just start putting out some of my own short form content, maybe I'll get some traction there. You'll either laugh or you'll either smile like a lot by this comparison. But Miranda Kerr, Victoria's Secret model, also has the Cora Organic Makeup and Cosmetics line. Have you heard of it? No. Cora with a K? Yep. K-O-R-A. And I see a lot of similarities between what she's doing and where you're kind of at and what could inspire Mm -hmm. you. But essentially, I mean, she's a model. That's her primary thing. That's never, ever going to change. But she's relying on the stability of offering a product as sort of a passive income source. And so I'm curious to hear Phil's thoughts. but, But my initial gut feeling is that we need to find out a way to make your beauty counter venture stable so that you can choose and decide how much energy you want to put into acting and commercial and your, you know, independent film efforts. Yes. Yes, exactly. So let me chime in. Is this, and I'm curious to know, Lauren, this is like a conversation we would have probably before or after, but we're going to have it right now with Daniel on the phone. (laughs) Like classic example where we, people look to us to decide, do these sub brands coexist, right? Is Danielle Mm -hmm. the personal brand? Is beauty a part of that? Or is this a separate project or what we would call a sub-brand of Danielle? I'm not 100% sure on that. Yeah. I mean, Miranda's figured it out, obviously. And she's done a really good job of having the organics plural. It, It doesn't have her name plastered everywhere, but you know through her personal social media updates that she's involved with it. Like she's done a lot of interviews talking about her business, but she's done a really artful way of not like she's the face of it, but it's still sort of independent of her. But why do you think it works for Miranda? I think it works for Miranda because she has a humongous 
audience that she brings to the table. Danielle, how is your social media? Do you have a big audience or is that something that's an ongoing project? That that I think needs to be, I would, no, it would never be called huge, but I know that I probably got, you know, picked by this friend of mine who, who was curious about me and me joining her team for Beauty Counter because I do at least have like more than the average. But I don't know. I mean, I, I know that we talk like thousands, thousands. No, I do not have a following. I was usually not doing it before. And so I popped my head back on. And for a few weeks, even when I was in Beauty Counter, I was just trying to make myself comfortable putting myself out there because... I was having like some emotional, psychological things where it's like, you know, I've gotten in front of thousands of people to do like the silliest, crazy stuff or like, you know, kissing things or whatever. But for something about social media was I was holding back from. And then once they sort of opened up, I'd just been having so much fun. And the one live video that I did was my daughter was literally about to put on my lip gloss. And I was like, well, shoot. Okay. Like she's forcing it. I've got to just record this and do it live because she's so cute and like I knew that I feel okay about her putting on beauty counter lip gloss because it doesn't have lead in it and it's safe ingredients you know so I mean I randomly said that and I did silly stuff and like so many people watched it and so many people commented but to your point just now followers great and for some people that's the main seller for you when we look at projects like sales and we look at projects like YouTube channels or YouTube shows, a successful career as a voiceover artist, as an actress, actor as a host, there is one common thread between all of these things. And I think people listening are starting to learn that as they hear from you and it's personality. People trust you to be the face, the voice, the memorable first impression. And I think that's the common thread. When we are juggling a lot of different projects like this, and we're trying to figure out what that common thread is, as we start to build a brand to show this, we have to figure out why Danielle? Why Danielle from the next person? Why are you booking jobs? Why you? Personality. Yeah. And you know, and to that point, I did have a realization kind of within the last year where I realized that I wasn't always, it kind of circles back around, but I wasn't always bringing the full me to like the audition room in some weird way. Like I would do it like in the performance, but not necessarily in coming in because I just had some some block there. I'm also thinking of Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop too. Because Gwyneth Paltrow is, she's a an actress, like that's who she is, but she's also managed to create, all, she's turned her acting brand into a lifestyle brand. And acting is still very much a part of it, but people are more interested in what she's doing day to day and what she's publishing on Goop and recommending there. So I kind of, this is going to sound so crazy. I kind of love that Danielle's all over the place brand, honestly, with you in the center of it. And I think now it's a matter of getting your voice out to people so that you can remark on juggling parenting and cosmetics and lifestyle recommendations to make your life easier while also still pursuing your creative projects and auditions. Like I kind of, I don't know, Phil, what do you think? I like it. What do you think, Danielle? Okay, let's stop. Hey, Dalton. Hey, Lauren. Let's have a little brainstorm. Okay, let's do it. Okay, let's brainstorm what a bad brand would be. A bad brand. Let's see. First of all, they probably don't have a website. Oh, no website. They're like undiscoverable. A really bad logo. And they're like selfish too. 
Like, so selfish. Like it's founded uh, just for like attention and like nothing else, right? Mm-hmm. Like trying to be Instagram famous, but like can't. Yeah, no. <laughs> Instagram famous, but only for one person. Okay, so for all of those listeners out there who think, oh my gosh, I might have a bad brand. Well, you're in luck because we offer this service, this what you're listening to, this podcast, as a service. It's called a brand audit. It's a 90-minute consultation with Phil and yours truly. And we do a deep drive into your brand. Dalton, anything else to add that you've witnessed from the brand audits? Yeah, I've witnessed a couple and they're just, they're so helpful that it's actually insane. You get not only 90 minutes exclusively with Phil and Lauren, private session, but you get 40 slides of all the information that you can take and make yourself, or you can hire Phil and Lauren to do it for you, which is the suggested route because they know what they're doing. Ah, shucks. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're interested in having your own very special brand audit session, just visit philpallon.expert slash therapy for a 15% off discount. It's the best discount you're going to get all year. For like more than Black Friday. Oh, way more. Way more. Okay, back to the show. while also still pursuing your creative projects and auditions. Like, I kind of, I don't know, Phil, what do you think? I like it. What do you think, Danielle? What I was going to say is that I still feel like if I, when I haven't, when I do the interviews, if I, when I do that, which has been so long, that one could still be called Everybody's Sister. But Danielle's all over the place is so much better all-encompassing. And it's just, it's just even better. It includes it all, and we can kind of giggle about it. And when we giggle, we remember, <laughs> you know? And that's the whole, that, this that whole idea. Yeah, it's so we remember better. it's you. Because everybody's sister seems a little bit too, like, she seems a little too meaningful for me. I mean, I'm very meaningful and I get really, really deep, but not necessarily as like a public brandish thing. Like, I'm not, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You said it. Well, you know, you said it. You You came up with that. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. (laughs) What's cool, too, is like the, I still, I really like the everybody's sister premise. I think it's really cool. And you'd be just amazing because you're so bubbly and fun. Yeah. But there's no reason why that couldn't be done as a Facebook Live instead of your improv stuff on Facebook. It could be, instead, you could have a show and a purpose on your Facebook Live or you could have those videos be on Instagram, for example. So I think it would be cool if you made that more of a social media thing. Yeah, so wait, re-explain how the difference was. Yeah, that's what I was going to do, was that I was going to do those interviews live because I figured I just love that anyway. Yeah. But is that what you're saying? Or don't do that, do it on Instagram. I think do them live. Yeah, I think that's cool. And, and, and maybe instead of doing improv, like acting improv on Facebook Live or, or whatever it was you were doing before, you could instead bring a purpose to the Facebook channel by having those meaningful interviews. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I agree. And I haven't actually done one yet, but I was trying to just, I was thinking in my head that my added value part of my beauty counter was like my comedy or whatever. And I haven't actually done one. Like the one that I did with Josie was just like natural, just me. She's putting on lip gloss and I'm kind of talking about it. And then I was like saying hi to the people who were on there. It was literally my first time doing it. I was just like being a goof, you know? So I haven't, it wouldn't be like a shift, but then. And, but you, and you were saying though that like like the goofy things, or if I wanted to do little snippets like that, that would be on Instagram. Is that what you were saying? My gut feeling is that well, just to sort of back up a little bit. 
Facebook is so difficult for promotions because unless you're promoting to your friends who already know and love you and they'll be on your team no matter what, or if you're paying to promote, you're not going to get that many eyes on whatever you're putting out there. It's just, it's, that's just kind of how the community works. So my recommendation would be to create a Facebook business page where you can actually have your live shows off of. And then all those fun personal moments like the, you know, lip gloss thing with your daughter, that could go on Instagram because Instagram, it's so much easier to be seen outside of your normal circle. And so that's just a technical thing that if I had the page and I did the live, then I would just click it and post it to Instagram from there. It's just a fit. It's just a thing I would do. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Like for any sort of Instagram live video, it's just through the app and it really functionally is no different from Facebook. It would just only be on Instagram and not on Facebook. Oh, so I wouldn't do it on there. Yeah, I, I, I think the... Your, no, that's okay. I think you're everybody's sister idea the show, if you're really, really passionate about doing it, that should live on Facebook. Maybe you can do little sneak previews on Instagram, but that should live on Facebook as a business page so that you have a bit more control with promoting it. But any sort of family, fun, lifestyle type content that's like funny with your kids or after an audition or what have you, that would go on a a personal Instagram account. Okay. And what we're, what we're doing here is we're ensuring that it's not the same thing on every platform, right? So when we take your social media, some people make the mistake of creating one piece of content, pushing it out on every platform at exactly the same time in exactly the same way. But what you want to start thinking about is what unique purpose does this platform serve? Now that we have some idea of what your brands are, and I love wrapping it up with a bow as, um, what was Daniel's brand that we just, that All we come all over the place. Danielle's all over the place. Danielle's all over the place. <laughs> that's that's the brand. Now we look at how what are the sub brands and where do those live and how does each social media platform interact together but also exist independently so that people have a reason to follow you on all of these platforms. For example, one one of the big mistakes people make, they they post or create content on Snapchat and push it to Instagram stories, or vice versa. Create content on Instagram, push it to Snapchat. If I keep seeing the same thing on every single platform, it's going to get very boring. But why should I follow you on these platforms? What is it that you're doing a little bit differently? So maybe we talk about we talk about that. Okay. So yeah, because I've noticed that with like some people because they're like, oh, I'll just bop it on the both. But they're not trying to be like a professional. But I do. I'm like, wait, I already like this on something else. This was the other question I had. Now I'll have a business page on Facebook that's called Everybody's Sister, which by the way, I heard that Facebook groups are better than Facebook pages. And you guys don't agree with that? Because I heard that groups it will actually get the algorithm posted or whatever. No, that's that's true. Groups are great when you've already got that fan base accumulated. And so what's awesome is when you've got someone in a group, they're going to see whatever activity you put right away. Like there's no waiting time. They're going to see it right away. The risk of groups is that it is closed off. So if you feel like your community is strong enough to be part of a group and you don't really need to promote or get outside of your normal circle, stick with groups. The benefit of a business page is that you do have the potential to advertise on Facebook if you want. So that way, more strangers see your content, essentially. Uh, Well, I think I need that. I mean, yeah, okay. Okay, cool. Phil, what do you think? 
Well, so then it's like, but if, if I am just trying to access the people that I know for, 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 for like the beauty counter stuff, then I want a group. But for the everybody's sister, I want a page. And for, oh, sorry, you said Phil. I'm Danielle. I misheard <laughs> It's all good. <laughs> I'm, my mind is now going to the place of where do we go next? What do we do with all of this? Because we definitely have some clarity on how all of these projects fit together and how they all coexist under one roof. So, because when I Google your name, your acting reel from 2013 on YouTube comes up. So what the heck can we do about that? So that when people look you up, we have control over what they see. Your website, these projects, maybe one page for each project. I dropped my website. Why'd you you do that? I had a website, but I dropped, well, I was sick of paying for it and it was, I didn't like it anymore. So then I just, I don't know, I just let it be gone. And because you dropped your website, now I'm seeing your acting reel on YouTube. But well, I wanted to see. I wanted people to see my that acting reel at that point. That was, and then now, if I would ever want to send out a reel, that's the reel I have. And my yep. my hosting reel is, I think, even older. So I don't really know, or maybe slightly newer. I don't know, but I know in these days that seems like it's so old. But like, sheesh. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? I was raising people. Yeah, it's called life. It's called life, whether it's children yeah. or it's like, you yeah. know, all kinds so of other things. There needs to be a better thing there. Yeah. So. I think I think we, we give strong consideration to building a brand under the brand that we've discussed today. Danielle's, Danielle's all over, all the, over place. the place. <laughs> but we could shorten it to Danielle all over. Oh, that's too. Good. Okay. Okay. Danielle all over. So does that mean that it, it would just be Danielle all over? Or would I would would I sometimes call it Danielle's all over the place? Or once it became Danielle all over, it just is that. So what just happened there, which Lauren does intuitively because that is her job around here, was take that domain name, that brand name, and shorten it so that it increases the likelihood people will remember it for when they go to type it in. Mm-hmm. By the way, at the time of recording this, DanielleAllOver.com is available for purchase. But of course, when people listen back okay. to this, it's not going to be available because Danielle will have already bought it. So the first thing you're going to do <laughs> when we hang up is go buy that domain. And I'd love for you to connect that domain with a basic website provider for now, even if it's a landing page that you can make. People you know mean like the- Wix or whatever? Wix, like is, Wix? Wix is fine. Weebly is fine. But Squarespace is better. What I like is you've got something unique and memorable. Danielle all over is only three words. It's very hard to find a domain available nowadays that's only three words and short and punchy. I'd put all my energy into that moving forward. And I'm excited about that. I'm so excited. Yay. (laughs) That's good. That means I think we've done our job. At least plant some seeds that you get to grow and take these next steps. And hopefully you've got some clarity on exactly what it is you need to do next. I do. Oh my gosh, I do. I'm totally psyched. I'm on fire. I love it. Love it. And make sure to check out Gwyneth Paltrow, like everything of hers, because as, I mean, as cliche as it is that we're in LA and looking at goop all the time, she's obviously figured something out. So, so look at what she's doing. So let's see. So you're excited. You know what you need to do next. Are there any other lingering questions you have for us? Or are you going to hang up the phone and get to work? <laughs> yeah, I know a couple of my first steps. And I know that I'm going to have the 
I mean, okay, I do have a lingering question. Like, so since I have, like, so now I, I should have, like, what she said for a new Instagram that's Danielle all over and all the ones that be like those handles that ha- have that. But then do I have to have a Facebook that's that too? Or that a, is that another business page? Or not Facebook. Facebook doesn't matter because that's more personal. I'm just going to have my personal Facebook, a group of Beauty Counter, a page of Everybody's Sister, and then the Instas and stuff. You know what? I changed my mind. I changed my mind about the Everybody's Sister page. I think let's make that Danielle all over business page and Everybody's Sister is like a weekly show that's part of that. Yes. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. So that way we're consistent. Well, you know, the first step is to go by DanielleAllOver.com because at the time of this recording, if that's still available, then we're in trouble. Someone else is going to buy it. So that that needs to be yours. So that's what you're going to do next. It's mine. Yeah, I'm opening computer, dude. You guys are so awesome. I'm so grateful to you guys. What an incredible distillation of of the crazy stuff I wrote. Our pleasure, but it's fun. It's actually, it's fun to have you on because we we encounter this a lot. Creatives come to us with 5 million ideas. And I think we often, we are creative, but we also are logical and strategic. So we have an ability to take those ideas, prioritize them, and hopefully execute and finish them. That's always our goal. So we look forward to those updates on what you finish. Thank you, Danielle, for being with us on this and for bringing so much energy and, and excitement and ideas. And um, good luck with all of it. Thank you so much. Well, that went somewhere I wasn't expecting. What do you mean? I mean, I thought, I went into this and I thought, you know, classic actor wanting to get back into it after taking a break and having kids. That's really what I thought. And Danielle's done so much. Like her IMDb page is crazy. So I assumed, and I should not have assumed. Yeah. a lot going on. A lot going on. But this is normal. We see this often with actors. They've got, you know... A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, that they're trying to accomplish by tomorrow. Lots of ideas, and they need some help completing or executing those ideas. I'm really happy that Danielle has some direction on what she's going to do next, like buy a domain. Mm-hmm. And I love that the direction is basically like, this is you. So put all those different projects that you've got under one umbrella. It was very meta. It was very, I love that the brand is her being kind of scattered. <laughs> have we, I don't think we've done that. No. Yeah. We haven't done that before. I don't, I'd have to think back. Yeah. But it works. It, it really works. works I want to know what people who are listening, if you've made it this far in the episode, I want to know what you think. We are here. Uh, send us a tweet if you've been listening. And I want to know what advice would you be giving Danielle? I'm at Phil Palin on Twitter. I'm at the Lauren Moore. And be sure to include the hashtag brand therapy, which we'll be watching and interacting on and if you really like this episode, a um, little reminder, you can check us out in the iTunes store. Give us a writing. We love it. It helps us as a new podcast get found by others who also might enjoy it. And please don't forget to subscribe because we're going to be releasing really fun, juicy episodes every single week. Amazing. We will see you back here next week. Thank you so much. See you next time.
next time on Brand Therapy. It's something that from our many, many years of working in corporate America have found that, you know, there's got to be a better way um, to dress comfortably in the office and out of it. 